Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your wonderful blessings upon us, the children of men. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You all together lovely, my God. All together wonderful to me. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Have you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your goodness. Your grace. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed assurance. Oh, Jesus, you're mine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way on this. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come before you this morning. One more time in your presence. Oh, Lord, we find fullness of joy. At your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Father, we look to you. We wait on you. We trust in you. We open you. You are our life. Lord, we look for that blessed hope and your glorious appearing. Oh, God, continue to fill us with your fullness. Oh, God, we wait. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in our thinking. Have your way in our doing. Have your way, oh God. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember Minister Lester Reed this morning, oh God. Oh, God, reach out your hand to him and touch him. Oh, God, remember Minister Brown this morning. In the name of Jesus. Uh, Remember your people everywhere, Minister Ratchery and, uh, oh, God, Minister Robert Elliott and his wife, Rose Wright Elliott, my God, uh, in the name of Jesus. Remember Ricardo Millwood, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. 
Remember your ministers, my God, your people, as they labor in the vineyard. Open their understanding, their mind, their wisdom, Lord, the wisdom of Christ. Remember Bishop Stevens and Minister Dawkins and uh, Minister Dennis in the name of Jesus. Elakatenga, Sister Lillian, my God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, God, we wait on you. Teach us how to wait. Uh, send you anointing, O oh God. Uh, anoint us from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Minister Ratri, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh God, remember all your children, your people everywhere. Bishop Gibbs and Beckford and uh, Bats and uh, Brett, my God, in the name of Jesus. Pastor Goodman, oh God, Pastor Richardson, uh, Pastor White, oh God, all the men and women that labor in the vineyard, we bring them before your throne, your throne of grace. Uh, open our understanding, our minds, our intellect, oh, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection, and the fellowship of your suffering. Oh, God, move us into that place that you would have us to be. Oh, God, strengthen the men and women that stand in the gap, oh, God. Father, give us wisdom as we move through these dark times, turbulent times, difficult times. Oh, God, give us what to say, what to do. These mercies we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's good to be back a new week. Amen. Thank God. Amen. He's brought us thus far. Amen. Yea, though we've walked through the valley of his shadow of death, we fear no evil because the Lord is with us us. This is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. Today is Monday, the 25th day of May 2020, and we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians. We're up to chapter 10. <coughs> we thank and praise God for all of you that have joined us and have stood with us thus far as we pursue our studies in this book. Our topic today I would not that ye should be ignorant. I would not that ye should be ignorant. God doesn't want us to be ignorant. That is, not knowing, not getting the facts, the information that is necessary for us to have a successful walk, a successful Christian walk. And here Paul wrote to the Corinthians, telling them, I would not that he should be ignorant, how oh, that all of our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So Paul wanted them to be aware of the fact that all the fathers, those that came out of Egypt, walked under the cloud. Yes, they walked under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses. Some were baptized unto John. These were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The word tells us, now all these things happened unto them for in samples. These things that happened to the children of Israel, the occurrences, the things we saw along the journey happened to them for examples and they are written for our admonition. So the things that occurred then happened for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So it's vitally important that we're not ignorant of what transpired, what the children of Israel went through. They came out of Egypt, passed under the cloud, through the Red Sea. They were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. However, 
We should take note of the fact that these things happen to them for examples. And they are written to admonish us upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand take heed, lest he fall. You know, there are some who think because they have entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, that's it. I'm standing. But the word says, let him that thinketh he standeth. Take heed. Pay attention. Pay attention to what happened to the children of Israel in their journey from Egypt to the promised land. Let him that thinketh he standeth, listen, pay attention, lest he fall. We see where Jesus has made such a difference in the life of the world, he being God manifested in the flesh. Suggestions to the contrary. Jesus is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the only person of the Godhead, the express image of the person of God. That is Jesus, found in the book of Hebrews chapter 1. And he is the express image of his person, the only person. Now, concerning Jesus Christ, the Sanhedrin, the council, the rulers of Israel had to make decisions. And they, like men even in our time, tend to make decisions that are in their own best interest. In John 11, verse 48, we find regarding Jesus, the council met the Sanhedrin, and they said, If we let him thus alone, if we leave him alone, all men will believe on him. Speaking about Jesus, they said if they left him alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come. That threat, that eminent threat, the threat of the use of force, the Romans with their armies would come and do what? And take away our place and our nation. The Sanhedrin had a position. They had an interest in the status quo. Jesus, they considered a threat to the status quo. So they decided if they left Jesus alone, all men, the people, will believe on Jesus. And their sustainer, the Romans, will come and remove them from their offices, their positions, their leadership positions in the nation of Israel because they were placed there and supported there by the Romans. So they decided to sacrifice Jesus to keep their positions. Many men and women have sacrificed the truth of God's word and the Lord to maintain the position that they hold in their denominations and their organizations. Paul had similar experiences when he, sent by the Lord, went to preach a gospel unto the Gentiles. Paul had arrived in Athens and had experiences that many persecuted him, beaten, stoned, cast out, abused, arrested, all these things, mistreated so, in Acts chapter 18, verse 1, it tells us, After these things, after those experiences, Paul departed from Athens where he encountered the philosophers. You know, a lot of times, individuals will come and bring to you the wisdom of this world. You know, the Greeks seek after wisdom, the Jews are silent, they'll bring to you their Greek learning and their philosophy. But the Bible tells us, avoid vain philosophy and the foolishness of uh, Greeks. You got to stay with the things of God. The apostles and the prophets come from God. The philosophers and such like the theologians, they come from men. A theologian is one trying to find his way through a maze in the dark. And whatever he finds out, he tells you. A prophet is one holy man inspired of God telling the things that God, that God tell him to say. So there's a vast difference between light and darkness. The prophets bring the light of God and God's word. Theologians bring what they find in the dark, in the maze, 
and what they try to figure out. Big difference. Now, Crispus, in Acts chapter 18, verse 8, Crispus, the chief rule of the synagogue, believed on the Lord. Yes, Crispus, he was one of the masters in Israel. He was a chief ruler of the synagogue. He believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hear and believed and were baptized. So he gave up vain philosophy and doctrines of men. And, you know, people drop names, name dropping, but they won't drop any of the names of the prophets or of the apostles. So, Crispus, one of the chief rulers of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The only church, the only church that Jesus Christ built with his apostles and prophets, his mother and the rest of the people were in the upper room. Peter admonished them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you, every last one, no exceptions. And also to the Gentiles, Paul did that. And we see where the children of Israel coming out of Egypt were baptized unto Moses. Some are still baptized unto their various philosophers and theologians and such like that. They are dividers. Some say they are of Paul, some of Apollos, some of Cephas, some of Christ. And they name the various theologians and the various denominations and such like. But Peter receiving that message from God said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. Jesus told them, I and my Father are one. You know that big word with three letters? <laughs> One. You could count one as three as long as you want. It's still going to be one. You can wiggle and turn and twist and try to put three in one, but it's not going to work. So, in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it tells us that, And it came to pass, while Apollos remained at Corinth, poor, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples who were baptized unto John. You might have got baptized wrong in the beginning. Some people were ignorant. Paul said, I would, not you be, be, I would not that you be ignorant. Some people were ignorant, not understanding that Jesus opened the understanding of the disciples and told them that repentance and remission of sins, Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 44, then opened their understanding. Oh, you, you can't teach and preach with your understanding closed. But Jesus opened the understanding of the apostles. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said, thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. Then he told them. They didn't understand, just like you don't understand. Then he told them that repentance and remission of sins should be preaching his name. Baptism in his name. He told them. He says, I would not that you still be ignorant. Repentance and remission of sins should be preaching his name beginning at Jerusalem. And that's what the obedient ones did. Now, Satan is the prince of the power there. The children that work in the children, the, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. You have some who choose to directly disobey the Lord. So, Certain disciples of John were found in Ephesus. And Paul asked them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He saw that something wasn't quite right with them. And he asked, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you And they said, We not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said, Unto what then were you baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. And Paul told them that John baptized with the baptism, telling them that they should believe on him which should come after, that is on Jesus Christ. And then he took them and baptized them in Jesus' name. Nobody was ever baptized in the titles, the words, the adjectives. Father describing one who has engendered a son. Son describing the position of one to parents. And Holy Ghost describing the type of spirit it is. Those are descriptive. But the name, he says, baptizing them in the name. You got to know the name. I ask you your name and you don't tell me your name is Father. 
You don't tell me your name is son. And you don't tell me the type of spirit that you have. You tell me your name. So Paul took them and baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. We continue today with our text. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's begin. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. Oh, that all of our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Here we have brethren the apostle, in speaking to the Corinthians, enlightening them of what transpired between the borders of Egypt and the borders of Canaan. He says, brethren, I would not, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know. I don't want you to remain in a state not knowing. He says, all our fathers were under the cloud. You see, a cloud had followed them by day and a pillar of fire by night. And they all passed under that cloud, whether it was sunshine or rain, whatever, whether it was a desert storm, whatever was going on there, they were under the cloud. And then the apostle said, and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. There are preparatory steps in one's walk with Christ. Things that prepare you to have a relationship with him. And the first thing is coming out of Egypt. Coming out of the traditions and the doctrines. Avoiding the diseases of Egypt. Leaving behind the gods of Egypt. Leaving behind the magicians of Egypt. Leaving behind the fears of Egypt. The fears that you had. That threat. That force. That would destroy you. Would restrain your thinking. God would want you to come out of Egypt. But after you have left Egypt, there are responsibilities, there are principles of the doctrine that you must now learn. And Paul was telling the rest of the brethren in Corinth that he didn't want them to remain in a state of not knowing, a state of ignorance, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Just like the disciples of John were Baptized unto John, that is pointing them to the future of Jesus Christ. These people coming out of Egypt were baptized unto Moses, being pointed to Christ, and Christ was following them. They did all eat the same spiritual meat. Yes, they did. They received manna from heaven, but their lust, their murmurings, they wanted the things that they had in Egypt. They had come out of Egypt, but Egypt still remained in them. They did all eat angels' food and did all drink the same spiritual drink. They drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Christ followed them. Now, it's important to understand that this wasn't the fourth person in some Godhead. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Christ followed them in the wilderness. He manifested himself as a rock. The rock followed them and that rock was Christ. The Bible says without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the 
flesh. God was manifested in the burning bush and God was manifested in the rock. He followed them and that rock was Jesus Christ. It wasn't another person, beloved. It was Jesus Christ, the same person, the express image of the person of God. That rock that followed them was Christ. But with many of them, God, God is spirit. Christ manifested himself as the rock, the tangible, the visible, the provision. But with many of them, God, the Spirit, was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. God will not be pleased with you when you fail to accept his word. You are an unbeliever. You do not believe what God has said. And you rejected the writings and the words of God for the doctrines and traditions of men. With many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, the apostle went on to express in strong terms, verse 6, Now, these things were our examples. These things were examples for us to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. They lusted for their idols in Egypt. They lusted for their meat of Egypt. They lusted for their gods of Egypt. Moses had gone up to the mountain. They were at the foot of the mountain making a golden calf. Men and women are constructing golden calves on a weekly basis, presenting them to you as gods. Now these things happen to them. What we see happening to the children of Israel over the course of their 40-year journey were examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. The idolatry. They wanted to keep as many gods as they could. They brought that with them out of Egypt. It was in their heart. That's why God wrote the commandments on the tables of our hearts. It was written on stone, but Moses had struck the rock. It was written on tablets, but they were broken. God do not want you to be in idolatry. There are men and women that are gearing you and pointing you to polytheism, idolatry. There are many gods because they want to protect their positions in organizations and denominations so they cannot take a stand for truth. They have to propagate that which organizations and denominations establish like the Romans did or else they would be replaced. But the word tells us neither be ye idolaters. There are some things that you shouldn't do. Neither, neither, neither. So he outlined the neithers. Neither be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. They wanted to dance around and shout in the presence of their idols, fornicating and carrying on and all those stuff. The word says, neither let us commit fornication. Paul had received letters that there was fornication among the brethren at Corinthians. He said, no, 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 no. Let Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Lascivious lifestyle, loose lifestyle, contemptible lifestyle, and their carcasses fell in the wilderness. Idolatry. Fornicators. And then he says, neither let us tempt Christ. That rock was Christ. That rock is Christ. Upon this rock I'll build my church. The same rock that followed them in the wilderness is the rock upon which the church is built. They were baptized under Moses, but they were being followed by the rock. Not everybody can stand on the rock. And Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. Same rock that followed them through the wilderness. Same rock. 
That is the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the mighty God, the Son that was born. And the same rock upon whom the government, whose shoulders the government rests. Neither let us commit fornication, neither let us tempt Christ. As some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. That serpent will destroy you. Paul said, you know, give such a one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord. Some people, you got to turn them over. Their reprobate mind has drawn them away and their minds have become corrupted. They are corrupted. Paul said, neither murmur. Let us not murmur. Some of them tempted Christ. And we're destroyed of serpents. And some of them will murmur at every single thing. Ungrateful, unthankful. They were burdened in Egypt. They were being destroyed in Egypt. And the Lord sent a deliverer, a governor, to bring them out. And they murmured and complained against the men of God because they were stubborn in their hearts and in their own ways. They lusted after the things of Egypt, the gods of Egypt, the meat of Egypt, the doctrines of Egypt, and their loose, lascivious lifestyle. They wanted to continue. And they murmured against the men of God. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Why can't, why can't some get anywhere? Why can't some make progress? Murmuring, complaining, unthankful, unholy, idolaters, fornicators, tempters, murmurers. Now the Bible tells us, now all these things happen to them for examples these things happened to them as examples these things that they went through that they saw happened to them for examples and they are written for our admonition God is admonishing us that we should amend our ways and our doings and he will cause us to dwell in the land what we see happening even in today this pandemic this whatever you call it admonishing us, telling us, amend your ways and your doings and God will cause you to dwell in the land. Now, with all these things happen to them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. The ends of the world is come upon us and we are admonished. We are admonished not to be murmurers, Tempters, fornicators, nor idolaters. We have to amend our ways and our doings. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life have taken over this generation. This generation of vipers. This generation that knoweth not God. That have rejected God. Rejected the prophets sent to them. This generation have emulated the things that happened in the wilderness to the children of Israel, lusting after the things. They decree and they declare the possessions that they would want. They pronounce prosperity upon themselves, lusting after the things of the flesh. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is the objective of this generation. Now, all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. People want you to preach them happy. They want you to tell them nice things. They don't want the truth. They have itching ears, desiring that false prophets come and reaffirm their erroneous visions. The Bible says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand, take heed lest he fall. Reality and imagination are separated by a vast gulf. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand. You think you're standing? Listen, pay attention. If you don't want to fall, there are no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Nothing ever that has happened to any of us that we've suffered. Oh, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what uh, happened to me. There are no temptation taken you, but such as is common to men. Other men have gone through the same things and worse. 
There are no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee idolatry. Flee the purveyors of idolatry. Flee fornication. Flee those that would lead you down that road. I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. Examine what I have said. Compare it scripture with scripture. Precept with precept. Line upon line. Get in the Bible. There are those tearing you away from the word of God to other books. They don't want you reading the word of God. Oh, they are the controllers of the word of God. And they steer you from the truth of God, from the word of God to other books that they might continue with cunning craftiness to deceive you. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? We partake and we participate in his body and his blood. Flee idolatry, get away from that stuff. Get away from the priests of Jupiter coming with garlands and oxen to do sacrifice to multiple gods. Get away from it, claiming the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Flee the priests of Jupiter. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we breathe. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread. Imagine, my beloved, can't you understand? We being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. By one spirit are you all baptized into one body. By one spirit are we all baptized into this one body. Look at my body, many members. Every member don't have the same function, but it's one body. I'm not three people. I have a soul, I have a spirit, and I have a body, but I'm one person. And my name is Michael. Be not deceived, my beloved. For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Then the apostle said, Behold Israel after the flesh. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? If you're eating off the plate... You're partaking off the table. Behold Israel after the flesh, natural, carnal Israel. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then? That the idol is anything? Or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything? Folk want you to sacrifice and partake of their idols and their idolatry. But listen to the word. But I say, I'm telling you, that the things with the, the things which a Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. Beloved, they are deceiving you. But I say that the things with the, which a Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. So they try to bind you and twist you and put you in positions where you are bound unto them. What say I then? That the idol is anything? No, the idol is nothing. Useless. They can fall down, break his neck. Wood and stone. Or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. Because of their fears. And the beliefs that they have coming out of whole time religion and whole time countries. They sacrifice to devils. I say the things which a Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice the devils and not to God. And I would not that he should have fellowship with devils. Listen to this. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You know, many people want to be like Eutychus. They want to sit in the window. And they want to look both ways. They want to partake of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Paul then went on to say, All things are lawful for me. I've been delivered by Christ. So everything is lawful unto me. 
everything because I am a part of the body of Christ. But all things are not expedient. Everything do not profit. All things. I am dead to the law through Jesus Christ. So all things are lawful for me, but all things are not profitable. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. There are some things you are being given that are being pushed on you that are not to your edification, but your destruction. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. The Sanhedrin council sought their own. They wanted to protect their own position and, as they said, their own nation. They cared about themselves. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Now, whatsoever is sold in the shambles, in the stores, in the marketplace, whatsoever is sold in the shambles, that eat asking no question for conscience sake. When you go to the store and you buy, you have Muslims selling, you have Arabs selling, you have Hindus selling, you have Christians selling, you have Jews selling, and all those people, many of them worship many different gods. Whatsoever is sold, whatsoever is sold in the stores, eat it. Asking no question for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not, an unbeliever, bid you to a feast, and you are so inclined to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake, because now you just eating as meat and not as doctrine. But if any man say unto you, if someone is now putting forward their doctrine unto you, say, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it. Once they start bringing that doctrine to you, this is offered in sacrifice. Uh-uh. Eat not for his sake that show it and for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So you offer me meat, I'll eat it. But when you start your idolatry and how this is to your God and all that kind of stuff, I won't partake nor participate. Then Paul in closing said, Conscience I say, not thine own, but of the other. Not my conscience. But I want you to be convicted in your conscience. He says, but if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols, don't eat it for his sake that show it. Stand up for your principles and for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not thine own. I'm fully convicted in my own heart who Jesus Christ is. So not my conscience, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience. Because you're misguided. Ignorant. Lost your way. Protecting your position. And denomination. Am I going to make that condemn me? Why is my liberty judge of another man's conscience? For if I by grace be a partaker. Why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? I prayed over the piece of meat. I ate it as sustenance for my body. But I am getting into your religion and your doctrine and your traditions. For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Wherefore, therefore ye eat. Whether therefore ye eat, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. So whatever we do, we must do it to God's glory. Give none offense. Don't offend anyone. Neither the Jews, nor the Gentiles, nor the church of God. As I said to you previously, three bodies, entities in this world, give none offense to either. Neither the Jews, nor the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men in all things. Even as I see not to offend. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I'm going to stand up for the truth. I'm fully persuaded. Even as I please all men in all things. Not seeking my own profit. Not trying to benefit myself at your expense. Even as I please all men in all things. Not seeking my own profit. 
but the profit of many that they may be saved. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, O oh God. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you brought us into the knowledge that you don't want us to be ignorant. You want us to understand that these things happen to the children of Israel for our examples. They are written that we might be admonished, we upon whom the ends of the world are come. Lord, you want us to take heed to our standing, that we are standing and remaining on the rock. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Today we spoke to you concerning how the Lord does not want us to be ignorant. He does not want us to have misconceptions of the truth of the word. He wants us to study the word. Moses, the Psalms, and the prophets. He wants us to study the book. He don't want us to add to it. He don't want us to take away from it. You see, the Greeks sought after wisdom. The Jews after a sign. But we preach Christ. We preach Christ and Christ alone. Sola Scriptura. Only the scriptures. We're not going to be swayed by the philosophy of men and vain doctrines and traditions of men. But we're going to stay in the word. Stay in the word of God because it is the word of God that was made flesh and dwelt among us. Be not deceived, my beloved. There are those who seek to steer you away from God's word to cunning arguments and the wisdom of this world. They seek to lead you away from God. But you stay with the book. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for learning instruction that the men of God might be thoroughly furnished to all good works. Stay with the scriptures. Be not deceived, my beloved. As we close, we want you to know that you are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And I have committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. And you are ministers of reconciliation. So you have no need that any priest of Jupiter or such like Stand in between you and God. You can boldly go to the throne of God for yourself. The veil of the temple has been rent. You may go in through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will find Christ Jesus waiting for you. So I'm going to step away from here. That you may boldly approach the throne of grace. And you will find help in the time of trouble. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Amen. 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 Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.